Hey guys, this is Nightling coming at you, welcoming you back to What the Dice. Up next, we got episode 13. And to give you guys a little pre-snee view of what's coming up, I believe in this episode, we make a bunch of new friends. Stay tuned and enjoy. Looking around the campsite, we notice that the storyteller is flipping through his book. His old fingers running across each line as he brings the words from the written page into his mind. Looking up at us, he smiles. Well, me friends, our adventuring team has had a chance to rest in an actual bed in the Holy City. The priestess is being tended to, and the adventure is about to get a lot more interesting. But first, they must meet the Paladin Guard leader and a scholar with a sour attitude. Sit back, me friends, and listen to my tale. It's morning. You wake up, and in the common room, there is a basic breakfast laid out for you guys, as well as a note and three passes to get into the Holy Temple's main area. After you guys eat, what do you want to do? I would like to go to... If we Do we have a set time that we're seeing the... Um, well, basically all the people, because we're seeing the scholars and the Paladin Order, or... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, your, your first meeting is with the Priestess. Okay. After that... Uh, you'll have a little bit more free reign to do some stuff, but you will, based on what you've you've learned, the Paladin Order is stationed inside the main temple. Okay, then let's make our way, if everybody is ready, to the yeah. priestess. Alright. As you guys approach the gate to the main temple, Two guards are standing in the gateway and stop you. You present your pass and they let you in. As you approach, you see the main temple. The walls are made of beautifully smoothed marble with mithril accenting. Statues of gold and silver and the walkway is cut of pure obsidian. The grounds are kept pristine. Everyone walking around is either a paladin or a priest. As you approach the main temple, you see a human standing 6'5", blonde hair, his armor glinting 
with the morning sun. He looks at you and gives a smile to Clyde. Ha! You must be one of our friendly paladins. He looks at Kalila in short round. Leaning in, he goes, you're not in distress, are you? I, I, not to be offensive. I mean, you do have a black cat with you and a strange small fellow. I am Sir Reginald the 13th, leader of the Paladin Guards. Who might you be? I smile back and introduce myself. I am Clyde Holdkeep, good sir. I have been waiting to meet you. Ah, well, it is a pleasure to meet you. I do have two friends that have helped me in the quest of good and vigilance here with me. The black cat that you speak of, her name is Kalila. And the, as weird it might sound, the um, smaller fellow here, his name is uh, Short Round. Hi. He, he gives a bow to the fibulous and he goes, ha, ah, you didn't steal that rifle, did you? That would be very improper of you. Sir, that's rather rude to accuse me of stealing something after just meeting me. Agreed. And judging me by being a black cat? Well... There aren't many of you around, are there? I mean, you might be one of these strange spirits that walk around, but it's fine. If the, the young paladin vouches for you, you must be good people. I cannot say that her ears are nice and perked up. They are rather flat. They are very good people. Some of the best that I have ever met in my life. Ha, well, then I give you my sincerest apologies. So what brings you? to our lovely city. Well, first of all, the, the priestess brings us to this lovely city that we um, helped escort here after a unfortunate uh, kidnapping that she had gone through. Yes. Ah, yes. She is not quite up to 100%, but she is willing to accept special guests, and you must be the special guest looks at Kalila, gives her a deep bow, and he goes, ha, ah, well, Miss Kitty, I would ask that you refrain from making any messes, and please, wipe your paws before you enter. Glancing over at the fabulous, he goes, and please, sir, make sure that your rifle is unloaded. We wouldn't want any accidents. That, that would be quite the tragedy. Do you have a full few bolts stripped or something, buddy? I'm definitely looking at Clyde like, you're kidding, right? And I look back at her and I say, um, he might be his um, interesting attitude, but he is still the head guard and should be treated as such. So you're saying he still has both stripped? It's quite possible, but that's not something that we address in polite conversation. Well, in polite conversation, you don't accuse someone of stealing a rifle and having it loaded when going to meet someone either, but that's just me. Correct. And good Reginald, sir, I have also been tasked to come and speak to you about um, fixing uh, my shield, in fact. 
and it is a um, request that I came to meet you by uh, my goddess when I was given the the power of being a paladin. And he nods and he goes, ah, so the goddess Iomade has spoken to you or has visited you. Well, I will need to see proof. Um, I mean, what proof would you like, sir? And he goes, he reaches into his chest plate and pulls out a small mithril symbol of Iomade. And he goes, well, she does tend to give new followers necklaces of this, sometimes of a lesser quality, but they are still God-blessed nonetheless. Uh, if this is what you were speaking of, then I also have this as well, and I will remove a portion of my scale mail to show that. But I am not removing it. He sees it and nods. He goes, ah, well, let me see your shield then. Go on, pull it out. And I will um, remove my shield and give it to him. He looks over the shield and just raises an eyebrow. Ah, you don't take very good care of your shields, now do you? Walking around with this large dent, it's not proper, not proper indeed. I will have this fixed right away. By the way, Kalila tried not to laugh. Well, thank you, sir. And it is much appreciated. And I will turn and give a polite, um... Look at Kalila. What? Like, because you were stifling your laugh, I'm like, mm, it's. He's still the. <laughs> he is still the uh, captain of the guard, and I'm still a paladin that just got. Uh, I don't know. Oh, initiated, technically, and you're laughing at me for a dented shield. I'm trying, but she would be seriously, like, trying so hard not to laugh at him. So She's keeping composure, but not very well. Just to see if I can break this composure, Kalila, can I get an awareness check? What a bitch. Do I get to add anything to awareness? Just, it's your perception, I'm sorry, perception. Okay, that makes it slightly better. So, you don't notice everything, but one of the things you noticed is when I said his armor is shining, I mean every part of his armor. Cloth, leather, everything has a shine to it. His hair is seemingly perfectly... Perfectly, um... Golden? Well, he's blonde, so yes. But no, it's perfectly combed. There is wind going on around you, but his hair doesn't seem to be going in the same direction the wind is going. He almost has hero hair. I'm going to walk around him and study him, like, in just a slow circle, like you do. He slowly watches you with his head, and he goes, 
May I help you, Miss Kitty? Why are you so shiny? Everywhere. Well, that, that is a really good question. I was wondering that, too. <clears throat> well, a paladin must look his best. If that means polishing everything every night, you polish every night. Including your hair? Why, my hair is perfect. I was born with these natural blonde locks. I've seen flags that moved more in a gentle breeze than your hair. Well, that's very rude. I I'm... take time every morning to prepare myself to stand in these gates, making sure no one who is not allowed to enter may enter. While he's yammering on, I'm going to actually stop and observe to see if the wind's going in the same direction. Perception. That 20. It is not. He has hero hair. It is always... tilt her head and just stare at him. Until the end of the scene. <laughs> She's not saying anything. She's just going to tilt her head to the side and look at him at a very odd angle, trying to figure out what's going on. He turns and walks to the door, opening it. He goes, well, do behave yourself and enjoy your stay here at the Holy City. Thank you very much, sir. And um, will I come to see you again when it's done or will you inadvertently find me? Well, I will make sure that your shield is repaired in the fastest of manners, and I will be here waiting for you. Thank you, sir. Now go on. It's not polite to be tarty. Defabulous is going to lean over near Kalai and go, I don't think he could find a stain in a pig pen. No, I think it, all the shiny would rub off on him. Rub I'm kind of worried up. for his health. He's too shiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know why his hair is blowing in the wrong direction I'm wondering if a gale force blast would move that hair you know we could probably find a mage and find out can we? I'm just going to keep moving forward we could find a mage ask for like a wind scroll and see if we can change its direction it wouldn't harm him it's for it science could, it would be for science but it could be seen as an attack I mean, his overbearing, self-centered attitude could be considered an attack. Where was the other dude that warned us about him saying he's difficult? Was that the other captain of the something? That was, that that was, was a that steward was, guy. Uh, yeah, that was the, the guide, dude. Well, if his personality's like that, I think every citizen has to know about him. We could just ask somebody. What's the fun in that? Wind spell it is? Wind spell it is. Nod and look at Clyde to make sure he didn't hear any of that. Oh, I'm gonna roll to see if I heard any of it. Roll. We're not over whispering to one another. Uh, I got a 19 on perception. I'm of course you did. The, the one time. Well, technically, if you guys are whispering, uh, I, I didn't roll or anything like that. They were just whispering. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, with a 19, he's got it. He he heard at least most of the it. conversation. Yeah. Your move, Paladin boy. 
Oh, I, I said I'm just going to keep walking at the moment. Where are we supposed to be going? To go see the priestess. Oh, is our guide still with us? Or are we? No, he, he, no. Uh, it's, he literally opened the door so you can walk into the temple. Oh, we got waylaid by a... A blowhard. <laughs> so... <laughs> that music. Go ahead. In the temple. As you enter the temple, everything is still white and mithril. From the vaulted roof dangles a mithril chandelier with ever-burning torches. There are guards standing around, keeping watch as the priestess sits in her throne. Her color has lost, she has lost a little bit more color and she is breathing kind of heavy. A mage walks up, casts a heal spell on her. She drinks a potion and slowly sits up. Her hand still clenched tightly around her staff. She gives you a weakened smile. So the mages say I will recover, but it will take me several weeks. I cannot thank you all enough for what you have done. You saved my life and I'm about to ask something incredible of you. And I ask you hear me out before you answer. She coughs and slowly forces herself to stand. She steps down from the throne to be on your level. She coughs again and looks at you three. While I was in the swamps... Well... Go ahead. As she takes a step down, I'm gonna, like, go to her side to take her hand out. She kind of waves you off. She... She is a strong, independent woman. She coughs and takes a deep breath. While I was stuck in those accursed swamps, I saw dark shadows moving. I saw a strange figure in my dreams. There is a darkness coming. And it's coming from deep from the gods' realms. And I don't think the gods can stop it without your help. It is a task I completely understand if you say no to. I am literally asking you to help save us from the darkness. I don't know what is in the darkness, but whatever it is, is coming. We will attack the darkness. Her eyes shift to Kalila and Short Round. My goddess, Desna, has already shown me these things in visions. I knew coming here, something would happen, and I would be questioning. 
she nods and looks to the fibulous. Oh, you got no problem. I'll, I'll help. She smiles and she walks back to her throne, picks up a small box, and walks to Clyde. This isn't much, but it's at least the least I can do for saving my life. She opens up the box and there is a small leather bag with a silver cord tied around it. Can I get detect magic? Um, that, that's a spell. That's not a... Yeah, I need someone to cast it because I'm not giving information away. Okay. Okay, I will turn to Kalila and ask her politely if she would cast uh, detect magic so we can see what is going on. As you cast the spell, the bag shimmers. Kalila, you've seen this once before on very experienced hunters. It's not as good as some of the ones you've seen, but it is still good. She is holding in this box a bag of holding type one. Uh, I will, my eyes will legitimately open up in surprise and I will obviously uh, bow down with gracious humility and say thank you and thank you and thank you. So for size reference, this thing is pretty large. It's more of like a sock, a, a, a sack. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a type one. It's the, mm-hmm. the larger of them, but it is a legitimate bag of holding. I can drop you guys the description or who's going to take it. Oh, I'll actually have it right here with me with a description. Yeah. If you want me to copy it. Uh, if you wanted to post it in chat, you're more than welcome to. She offers you the bag and smiles. She goes, and to help you, I have summoned up my 10 best scholars to answer any questions you guys may have, you all may have. She gives a slight wave as two stewards open up a door to a massive library. Inside, you hear voices arguing and discussing and droning on about everything. Well, first I will ask um, everyone here if um, anybody would like to hold the bag of holding besides me. I think I'll let you hold on to it because I'm just going to put everything in it. I wonder if I can climb into it. That would not be advised. He could technically survive 10 minutes in there. Yes. Yes, he can. <laughs> That's why I said I would not. I will not and go. I'm comfortable with that. So the stewards, 
escort you into this massive library. Some of these tomes look thousands of years old. There are no large tables. There are more just private reading stands that you can kneel at. There are papers and quills strewn about the ground, and there are 10 people arguing. Some elves, dwarves, cat folk, halflings, one half orc, and you see a old rat folk hunched over inside, hunched over his cane, just listening. His ears back, he is clearly annoyed by these younger scholars. As the door shut behind you, the scholars stop talking and look at you. A young elf walks up and gives you a bow. The priestess has told us that you have come to seek our knowledge. How may we help you today? Well, uh, gentlemen, uh, first, thank you for meeting with us. Um, our first question would be um, a proper uh, appraisal or um, look into the trident that we have here currently. Several of them look at it. The half-orc takes it, sets it down on one of the reading tables, and begins to, in detail, look it over. He looks at you all. It will take me a few moments to look at this. Please ask your questions, and I will answer when I am ready. Kalila's going to look at Shore Round, because it's either him or Clyde that has questions for the scholars about the, the weapon. Clyde is going to look at Short Round, because it's only him that would have his... Well, I'm kind of curious. Um, what exactly is it made out of? Because it's... It seems to be That metal seems to be stronger than steel and really light. He looks and he goes, It will take me a couple of minutes. Please bear with me. Oh, of course. The scholars begin to argue and they start to argue about this darkness that the priestess had told them about. They begin to argue about its origination, where it came from, what it's where it came from, what is it, who's controlling it, and it's more of a circular conversation, well, circular argument because none of them really have any information. The old rat is staring at you three. I will take a uh, short walk to the old rat and bow to him. Clearly, um, you are a wise uh, gentleman, and I would be very much interested to see what you would have to say. He takes a deep breath, raises his cane, and if these young scholars would just shut up for one moment, I will be able to answer questions. One of them goes to start, no, no, shut up. Don't have time for your gabbering on. Now, let me see. Yes, 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 darkness, darkness, darkness. Cursed swamp. He walks over and begins rifling through books. And 
he's mumbling to himself, and the scholars are in silence, waiting. One of the scholars kind of leans over to Kalila and goes, What did you see in the swamp? gonna pause and look at them and then look back at the rat guy and kind of like take a couple of steps back so she can whisper to him softly uh, and describe some of the things that she saw in the swamp. He nods and begins to kind of murmur to someone else and the murmuring begins as a book comes flying and lands at their feet. I told you to shut up! Ah, here! This is the book. All right. Your swamp, got the bones. Okay, so this text says that there was a forgotten god, spirits of bones, blah blah blah. All right. So apparently, there was a god before the war of the gods who felt that the gods did not do enough for us. Well, you know, gods are supposed to know everything, and and. Why is there still war? So, this god absolutely hated how the gods treated everything. They said that he, they didn't do enough, and they pushed him and threw him into the depths of the gods' realm to make him be forgotten. Because, you know, once we stop worshiping God, they disappear. At least that's what the, the, the myths say. And, well, what has the gods really ever done for us? But it seems that he has this strange power over the darkened creatures, creatures of the shadows and creatures of the underworld and, and creatures that dwar dwell in the underdark. And, you know, he waves his cane at Kalila, things like that that look like her, you know, the black things. No offense to you, Kitty. What is your name? Kalila. Ah, well, I apologize, Kalila, but you are a black cat, and most black cats are associated with evil, and he taps Clyde on the chest with his cane with a loud thump, and he goes, you're lucky this one didn't kill you when he saw you, because, you know, paladins seem to have this thing about if it's dark and creepy, it must die, and, you know, all this nonsense. But... He flips a couple of the pages and he goes, there is a way for you to at least help push back this darkness. There are these strange items that have appeared after the god, the War of the Gods. It will take me some time to decipher this old text, but at least I have this beginning set up. You see, there is this strange artifact. It is a strange orc skull that glistens with a strange dark light. The last time it was saw, the cobalt had taken it and ran off into what is now the Cursed Swamp. Ever since then, the Cursed Swamp has appeared and disappeared and reappeared and, you know, not acted like a swamp. So, there is a way for you to help stop the Cursed Swamp. Are you willing to do this, or do you just want to go and get the, the Strange Skull? How do we stop the Cursed Swamp so we stop taking victims? Well, you must enter the Dark Swamp in its truest of forms. 
So, according to these texts, you, shut up. I, I wasn't going to say, shut up. All right. You must return to the swamp and place the unyielding flame in its birthplace. At the first sign of the first rays of light appear in the swamp. If this is done correctly, you will follow the swamp as it disappears, and you will be held in its creation place, area where it's supposed to be, and, and where it should be now. But because someone had to muck about with nature, it's now here, and it must be gone. You must defeat whatever is binding it to our land. Do you understand all that? Yep, everything but the flame. Well, that's what the texts say. So, can you repeat the part about the flame? What, what kind of flame is it? I am apologize, sir. I just something that I has never heard before. Let me read this text again. You must return to the swamp and place the unyielding flame in its birthplace, as the first rays of light appear in the swamp. The uh, question. What? Did you say yielding or unyielding? Unyielding. Unyielding. It does okay. not yield. It Are you sure? Out. I will smack you, young man. Well, I was going to look at uh, Clyde and go, I wonder if it was the torch. Remember, it disappeared each time we left it, but we found it each time we returned. And it was the only flame that would not... Uh, I mean, the only flame that could be uh, lit in the swamp. So we have to find where it's supposed to go in that swamp. Correct. She'll look back at the scholar. What is its original home? Well, if it's a torch, it would be a tree. I mean, you are a creature of the wild. Wouldn't you assume the same? Well, yeah, are I... you talking about the wood that it is crafted from or the birth of the fire? Well, it oh, does say to place the unyielding flame at its birthplace. But, you know, People who wrote these back then had to be cryptic, had to feel like they had to hide whatever they were talking about. So, so back when you were younger? Yes. Yeah. Does it give any clues? He begins to rummage through the book and he goes, well, I haven't translated the rest of this book because no one ever gave me the time to actually read it. How now, long I had you? He looks at the book and he goes, well, give me a moment. Let me read. And, he starts to mumble in several different languages as he reads. He finally stops and looks and goes, well, it seems like one of these young foolish scholars mistranslated it. It should be the unyielding flame holder into its birthplace. So logic dictates that must be the torch itself, the stick on which the flame sits must be returned to its birthplace. And seeing torches don't grow on trees, they are made from trees, I would assume it must be a tree in that area. Well, there were down trees and there were areas that I don't think we explored. Honestly, I would say, um... If it is this kind of torch, I would say the tree that was um, at the top of the hill because it was safe. There, there was only one tree on the upper levels. 
Because and it mean. provided safety, as did the flame. Exactly. That what about that weird dead tree? Oh, gosh, that's scary, too. The so, dead tree is also a pot. Yes, we will go do this. The uh, Fibulus did say something, but you guys talked over him, so I couldn't hear what he said. It said. Uh, the Fibulus was just saying, well, what about that dead tree? Could that have been it, too? And that's what we were like, oh, that's yeah, true. That's yeah, that's yeah, a possibility. So we at least have a couple of areas that we can start at and figure it out from there. The rat nods, and the rest of the scholars have stayed silent. Clearly have either gotten the point that he is not in the mood or just not to interrupt him. He nods. He goes, well, I will begin to translate this at once, and then then we'll deal. I will send you on several missions, and, and we will push back this darkness and see what these gods have to say about all this. And... and Indeed. Now, is there anything about this dark swamp, curse swamp, whatever we want to call it, that you seemed out of place that I might be able to answer? Why was this? Go ahead, Clyde. Go right ahead. I'm my guest. I was going to point out the different levels of grass, but I think the mist question's better. Ask yours first. The mist, even in certain areas with what we believe to be the unyielding flame, it would still encroach on us and then set us back to the beginning. Well, that means there's something in the mist that can see you, and probably in... He looks at you three, scratches his chin with his cane, he goes, well, to put it in terms you can understand, picked you up and put you where... It felt you belonged. Because if it didn't want you there, it would have probably just eaten you. You do look like you're all pretty well snackable, except for you and the tin can. Okay with this. What about the spirits we saw? Spirits? What there were spirits? creatures that seemed almost spirit-like. They would stay in the trees and watch us, but they weren't hostile, but they did help. He scratches his head. She'll describe them to him of what they look like and, and give him some of the examples of their encounters with them. He thinks and thinks. And he goes, did they have strange, grotesque fingers and, and looked humanoid? Did they? Yes. Yes. He goes, they're about what? A foot tall? Yeah, they were pretty short. He goes, ah, well, you see, what you found was was, was, was uh, a type of fae. They are uh, the forgotten ones. I, I, I believe that's what they have been known to be called. They're, they're, they're mostly, <clears throat> yeah, mostly just nuisances. They, they, they couldn't hurt a fly without small they are. You should nod. I mean, if they, they didn't attack you, I mean, they must have liked you, or you fed them. They fed us. 
Well, then they must see you as pets. Glad I'm asking her questions. <laughs> <laughs> so the orc finishes and is compiling the notes. As the old rat continues to read the book and is working on translations, the orc, half-orc approaches Defibulous and... I will speak to him in orc and say, have you come to a, a conclusion? He raises an eyebrow at you, seeing you spoke in orc, and he's probably not used to that. And in orc says, yes, so... The metal this is made from is what we have dubbed as metal of the gods. We are not sure exactly what it is, but it is featherweight and near impossible to destroy. It is forged from several plates of rounded god's metal and then sealed together with these strange circular items there have yet to be a way to actually disassemble it so we don't know the inner workings at all wow that is uh quite amazing um that we have found this um Unfortunately, I'm not sure who of us would use it um, unless there is someone here that would make of use for it. He goes, well, we can put it in our armory and study it further. And we hope to understand how to create this metal. If it would uh, benefit um, the holy city, I am quite okay with it, but I would need to speak with my um, companions since it is not I who have found this. Mm -hmm. He nods. He goes, well, speak away. Well, you know, um, bring or ask Kalila and Defibulus to come to an area where I can mm, think about where uh, they possibly can't hear us. Obviously, there is hearing that is better than others. Still going, Clyde. Um, currently, currently, with what we have sold, we, as a combined um, group, have uh, 413 gold. Now that does include some of the money that um, you two have found with the items because I was not one who found any of these things. So I've just joined that money, but I know each of you have your own um, money um, for yourself. But for the things that we have just sold, um, it comes out to be that I... I'm not sure if anybody is looking for different items to spend um, money on, but I almost feel like in this kind of city, it might be better to try and go for a trade 
rather than a uh, payment. I would agree. I'm not sure if um, there would be parts that would benefit you on the fibulous. I don't won't even guess to know how your mechanisms work. Um, I'm not sure if it would be a better bow or weapons for you, Kalila, um, or armor for that matter, for either of you. Um, those would be the same types of things that I would be looking for. Um, armor or weaponry. Kalila's going to look at short around. Sure, currently contemplating everything that was just said. So we, you're thinking, in other words, you want to barter everything or try to trade and barter, instead of just straight up sell it out. Correct. It might be better to do that. Um, it would be better to have something in exchange that could benefit one of us than nothing. Or all of us. Even if we get, like, necklaces or, or rings that will benefit us individually um, for dexterity or for constitution or something, because this seems like a very valuable item to them that they might be able to give us different items as well. I'm fine with seeing what they have to offer. I mean, we can see if they're willing to trade it. I'm I see no issue with that. I just don't want to see some crazy brigand person running around with us. A, a trident as, as wonderful as that is. That stuff is rare. I'd rather have it remain in good hands. Let's see if we can trade. Alright, then um, we will back to the scholars and um, because we are going to be going up against um, the, the darkness, darkness per se yes exactly a, a specific darkness per se um, none of us here would be able to use the trident um, so is there a possibility we would be able to um I don't really want to say barter, but trade in a way that would benefit both of us getting something that would help us against the darkness and allowing you to keep this to be able to study it. That way it might be able to be used by someone in the Holy Order um, in defending the Holy City if need be. The scholars begin to discuss and the rat seems to be enthralled in the book. As they begin talking, they are discussing, you know, oh, well, you know, maybe we can give them some wands of cure light wounds or, you know, maybe we can help improve their armor. And, you know, they're, they keep discussing this roundabout. The rat stops reading, slowly walks over to the trident, begins looking at it and walks off, not saying anything to anyone. The others seem to not even notice that he's left. A few moments later, he walks up, 
Will you all shut up? Do you know how much this is worth? It doesn't matter. Walks up and he goes, you three, you want to give this to us. Correct. But you want to barter and, and have something in return. You want to be greedy, is that it? Not greedy, no, not greedy. To help assist us with the darkness because we cannot use this item in our journey against the darkness. What about you two? I'm the same. We'd rather have it be here in a use for the Holy City, whether it is used for study or arming somebody who could better use it. But we're also going on a dangerous journey and need to be able to survive to help this city and our missions. So we would like something to see if we can assist that. And what if I want to give it to that blackguard Sir Reginald? What then? I would say your bolts are stripped. Now, now, Sir Reginald might have a little bit of a crazy head, but his heart was in the right place in protecting and having a divine purpose, even if he is boldly rude. Strip bolt. He sizes Kalila up, then looks at Defibulous, then looks at Clyde, and he goes, Well, then you guys are smarter than you look. He outstretches his hand, and there are three rings in his hand. Good sir. Does it, does it matter which ring goes to which person? Kalila will hold out her paw. Well, are you smart enough to know how to figure out what rings they are? Or am I giving these to the wrong people? Kalila will detect magic to see which rings do what. All right. You see in his paw, three rings of protection plus one. She'll smirk. They all do the same. She goes, they all do protection plus one. Find the one that fits your fingers. Well, is this good enough for you or not? It's fine. All right, then. So do you guys take the rings? Yes, I said that. Okay. He walks over, takes the trident. Yep. Just so you're aware, my chat's letting me know the detect magic just doesn't give you identification. That is a completely different spell. It is. Detect magic just gives you the ability to go, well, yeah, that's glowing blue. Okay. Well, that's fine. <clears throat> then I stand corrected. But nonetheless, you have three rings of protection plus one. He walks off with the trident as the other scholars stand in silence. The doors behind you open and the priestess is slowly walking towards you. She seems to have more color in her face and she gives you three a smile. Did you learn anything? We did. We learned a great many things. 
She nods. She goes, well, I know that our scholars aren't always the most organized, but I am glad that they were able to help you. She opens her hand out to kind of signal the, you know, she's going to escort you back into the, the Great Hall. As you guys walk, she goes, we have set up some horses for you. So that you can use them as you see fit. They are trained to return to the Holy City if you do not return to them in a day's time. She walks to her throne and slowly sits. Is there anything else that I'm able to help you with? Um, I have one thing. It's not really a, uh, you don't have to uh, put forth uh, any energy towards it, but I would like to try and get a symbol of a line and just have you uh, bless it if possible. She smiles and she goes, I would love to, but unfortunately my magic has not been restored to me. They say that whatever they did to me has taken away my magic ability until I am fully healed. I, I believe you uh, unfortunately misunderstand me. I, I do not need um, you to embed it with magic or anything, but just you as a person, as the uh, anointed one by the holy gods to have a prayer over it would be enough for me. She smiles and she nods. She goes, that is the least I could do. She opens her hand out to accept whatever item you're wanting blessed. Um, I will need to go and get one made of the shape of a lion's head. She nods. She goes, just let Sir Reginald know and he will bring it to me. Unfortunately, until I heal fully, the mages and the healers have suggested that we close the main temple. I will make it to, if you speak to Sir Reginald, he will be able to get you into the scholars as you see fit. Understood. The healers are afraid that my affliction may spread. Is there anything else you would like to do in the temple? Mm, not that I'm I good. have currently. Okay. Defibulous? Yep, I'm good. Alright. So, the stewards escort you out. As you walk out, Sir Reginald is standing there with your shield. Ah! The young paladin, Mr. Hyde Holdkeeper. 
I do believe I have your shield ready for you. Perfect. Thank you, sir. He hands you your shield back. It has been polished to a mirror-like sheen. The symbol of Desna has been... Not Desna, I'm sorry. The symbol of Iomade has been painted on it with silver paint. Basically melting down silver and painting it on. He goes, now, you must take care of this. If I see it with a dent, I will be very cross with you. Yes, His, sir. He looks at Defibulus and then at Kalila. Well, Miss Kitty, you look like you're the most responsible one. Do make sure he takes care of that shield. She will be kind of surprised you said that and goes, oh yeah, don't worry, I'll keep him in line. Good. Looking over at Defibulus, he gives him a nod and goes, well, I do believe the term you're class. The, the the people who use those strange firearms always say shoot straight. So I believe that is the proper term to say goodbye. So shoot straight. Mm, sure. Right. Well, I have been informed that I will be handling your group. I, I, I guess the term they've used is I will be your handler. So if you ever need me, you will be able to find me here. There is one last thing I will um, come and um, seek you out for. I will be trying to find a symbol of um, Iomade, the uh, lion's head, to just have the priestess pray over, so I might keep that with me. Ah, well, you're not the necklace type, are you? Ah, well, there are some wonderful ringsmiths down by the docks. They do excellent work. So, thank you very much. Absolutely. Is there anything else I can help you with today? Any of you? Go on, speak up. Are there any um, enchanted areas, like, or I should say, um, people who uh, enchant weapons or armor? Huh. Well, let's be thick. Mm. Not in that district. No, he's out of town on vacation. That one's out on holiday. That one was found murdered, but we're dealing with that. Mm, no, it seems that, well, if you're willing to go to the Undercity, you might be able to find one. But, you know, the unsavory type and the, the ones that worship the dark gods, they tend to be down there. Dark gods? Well, yes, we, we accept all religions and creeds. Just, we put the evil ones underground. No sense in mucking about the, the prettiness. How do you keep them in control? He gives a big smile and looks back at the the temple and he goes, when this city was founded, there was an agreement that all gods will be worshipped equally. This temple represents the entire pantheon, good and evil. We have decided that this ground be neutral territory. If they misbehave, they are subject to law. If we misbehave, we are subject to laws as well. If they require human sacrifices, it must 
be brought to our attention, and then we are to ask for volunteers. You would be surprised how many people would actually volunteer for a human sacrifice. That would baffle me, yes. Yes. Not my route, but, you know, teach their own. Huh. And how do you get there? Ah, well, if you head to the docks, to the southernmost part of the ring, you will find a black door in a black wall that looks like a shed. If you walk down those stairs, you will find the Undercity. It is laid out similar to the above city. But I do suggest being very careful. You know, evilness and all that. Yes, yes. We understand the the evils. Um, and thank you very much. Absolutely. Oh, wait. There is one more thing I must give you. He reaches into his sa his bag or his uh, coin pouch, digs around, and pulls out this strange-looking bag. Opening it, you see these strange multicolored acorns. He goes, now, when you finish this mission, I am supposed to give you this. They were found by a strange merchant and sold to us. We have never been able to identify them, and we have been told not to bury them. The priestess had told me that if you complete this mission, that the gods have smiled upon you, and that this bag must belong to you. So, don't fail. And then you get these pretty little nuts. Kalila's just going to look curiously at it, but okay, and say nothing. Okay. Thank you very much. We hope to acquire your pretty little nuts. <laughs> he raises an eyebrow to, uh... <clears throat> he raises an eyebrow to Clyde, and he goes, Now, now. No flirting on the job. Go on. Yeah, no flirting on the job. Quite right. Quite right. So you admit it. Oh, Mr. Strip, I mean, Paladin guy. Sir Reginald the 13th, at your service. Yeah, that. Um, would I be able to talk to one of your people that deal with rifles? Ah, you need to speak to our weapons master. Is that it? You're not trying to figure out our secrets, are you? I mean, you do carry a rifle. They are pretty much all the same, are they not? Mm, not quite, no, but I already know how to make my own. Well, then I guess we have no secrets to share. Of course, I will send a message to him so that he knows you are on your way. I will have him meet you at your inn. Does that sound acceptable? Uh, yeah, that should work. Is there anything else, or may I return to my jobs? I'm good. I believe I'm good, too. I'm good. 
he gives you all a deep bow and returns to his position. Hey, Kalila. Why? We need to get that scroll wind still. Let's go find it in the market. Okay. Uh, I hate you all so much right now. Why? All right. So, what would you guys like to do? Well, obviously, we need to go to the market. I need to find one thing, and uh, well, we need to go for the other thing too. What? I need. To, I want to find my symbol, but we also need to go to the market for the figures. Oh, let's go shopping. All right. Not that hard. We'll just go all shopping. You'll find things. We'll find things. I'm currently looking for whatever kind of scroll that you two are talking about. I might just... It would just be like a gust of wind spell. Like some... Yeah. Almost like a cantrip level. It could probably be a cantrip. Instead of casting that, that, light, it's like casting a small burst of wind. It, it'll probably be, yeah, like a cantrip or like a prestidigitation. Oh. So just, yeah, something simple. But that, all right. It, it so, should not be that expensive. It is just a simple wind spell to see if we can get its hair to go in a different direction. All right. So digging around, you guys find this gust of wind spell, and it is 10 gold. I don't think it's worth 10 gold. All right. Roll diplomacy then. Oh, I never said I was negotiating with it. I'm talking to a short round going, that's an awful expense for something so simple. Well, we can, I mean, you know more about magic than I do. I mean, we could try to appraise it and then see if he's got how much he's gouging us for. Think about it. All right. So Clyde, you find, let me find the ring stuff real quick for you. Oh, I'm you actually, have... I just want like a, a pin rather than a ring. Like, like a coat, cla the clasp. Yeah. 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 Exactly what you're thinking. I'm not sure what that would be in the, I'm guessing you already already found what you want with this. Oh, do you want me to? Does is it affecting your character, or is it more just flavor text? Uh, honestly, it's just flavor text because it's all right. I then I don't have an outward symbol of Ioma Day except for my shield, so I was gonna have like a pin of Ioma Day on me. It's kind of flavor. It's not a. It, it's so it's it, not gonna. Yeah, um, as like that would be that would become eventually like my holy relic to right. So, what material are you thinking about having it made out of? Steel. I don't need anything Steel. fancy. The guy. So, are... we're gonna say it's gonna cost you ten gold to have that made. Okay. Anyone else want to do any type of shopping while you're out and about? Um, are since they keep guns under wraps, I'm assuming ammunition for them is also kept out of the general um, populace. No, because you 
they know who you are. They will allow you to buy ammo, black powder, and stuff like that. Um, firearms, they might be a little bit more expensive because they are technically... Exotic for here? Yeah. Like, they're mostly kept under wraps, but they do know who you are, and they do know that you um that they're allowed to sell you some items yeah i figured i'd just pick up some pick up ammo to replace what i've used so far and then talk to the the uh master of arms when he shows up at our at, at the end okay kalila i'm just going to genuinely generally shop to see what's out there, see if I catch a mine. I don't know, maybe there's a cool bow hanging up that I want. I'm not okay. looking for anything specific, but seeing if something catches my eye. Okay. Well, me friends, we will end our story here. As our adventuring team shops for equipment and needs and maybe a few interesting items that catch their fancy. So, our team now knows that there is something going on past what they saw in the dark swamps. Well, cursed swamp. So next time we meet, we will continue our tale and we will see how our adventuring team handles this unknown as always my dear friends may the dice god always bless your every roll We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 